0: You're listening to Let's Talk Cuyahoga, a podcast that explores county initiatives and pulls back the curtain to reveal the work and the people who are driving Cuyahoga County forward. This month, we're tackling the digital divide and asking the question, what does a long-term comprehensive solution to increasing connectivity look like in Cuyahoga County? Here's County Executive Armand Butish.
1: Good to see you both, and thank you for coming in. Today, we have uh, Catherine Takachik who is the Chief Innovation and Performance Officer for Cuyahoga County, and we have Wanda Davis, who's the Executive Director at the Ashbury Senior Computer Community Center.
2: Yes, thank you. For and you
1: said that's got a an acronym, so I don't have to keep saying Ashbury Senior Computer Community Center.
2: Correct, ASC3.
1: ASC3. Okay. Why is it important to regular people to be able to access to get onto the internet?
3: Yeah. So there's a lot of things I said, you know, it's a way to access information and that can be anything from jobs and job applications. It can be uh, just information on where to go to eat, what to do there. Um, Shopping is another thing that people do or even to find out if a store is open. Um, It's also a place where you can now do uh, medical appointments. Right. So I think the pandemic really transformed even how we were using the Internet in the last few years. Right. So many things. You still did in person, now you can do online. You can go to your doctor without ever leaving your home if you need to. Um, You can go to school via the computer and the internet. You can take virtual classes. You can also stay connected to your family and friends um, through Zoom calls or FaceTime or all of those different things can require the internet for you to do.
1: And Wanda, you work mostly with seniors. Tell me what is useful for them on the internet.
2: Well, practically everything is useful for the seniors, just as it is for our youth and our parents. The seniors have the opportunity to connect with their families. They have the opportunity, like uh, Catherine said, to get used to using uh, telehealth you know, uh, information and having doctor's appointments. They get the opportunity to uh, do entertainment. You know, because everybody think we don't, seniors don't want entertainment. But they get that opportunity, too, to understand how to use entertainment. They get the opportunity to uh, do most of their purchasing. And now, uh, especially since the pandemic, they had to buy groceries online. You know, they had to go to the drugstore, or get their pharmacy online. Uh, they had to... Um, you know, make different uh, appointments online. They had to meet with their social service agencies that they were used to going physically to. They had to virtually meet with them online. So it's just so much that the seniors are doing now that we've asked them to learn how to do online. So as they say, the term living online, the seniors have had to learn to live online.
1: When you say telehealth, I hate to go off on a tangent, but I'm going to for a minute. How do you do telehealth? I mean, uh, you know, if we, when I go to the doctor, they want to look at you, they want to see you, they want to touch you. Uh, you can't do any of that with the internet. So, how do you do a telehealth appointment?
2: Well, usually uh, the doctor will ask the the, uh, senior to be in their home location in a private area. Of course, they can't show all their body parts, (laughs) but they can describe how they're feeling. They have uh, devices that they can show what their blood pressure readings are. The doctors can look at their eyes uh, through the telehealth appointment and kind of see if something is going wrong with the senior. And most of all, the senior gets that moment in time to really look at the doctor and tell them exactly what's going on with them. Sometimes, even when they're in the doctor's office, they're rushed so quick and they forget. But when they're more relaxed at home, they can have a much better appointment on a one-on-one basis with their doctor.
1: And you and Catherine both uh, mentioned, uh, you know, buying things uh, online, so to speak. Is it safe, Catherine, to buy things online?
3: It can be. I think there are ways you have to be careful with it. You want to make sure you're going to reputable websites, organizations like that. Um, You want to be careful with how you're sharing your information. That's always an important thing when you're being online. you know, cer- certain things like you don't want to ever share your password with anybody. No reputable organization is going to ask you for your password for anything.
1: But they will ask you for your credit card number, right?
3: They will ask you for your credit card number, and you will need to provide that to buy things. But you want to make sure you're on a secure site. So when you look at the top of the URL, it should say HTTPS. Um, that's a good way to know that it's a secure site. Um, if it's not, it'll just say HTTP. Um, so at the HTTP
1: is not as secure as HTTP.
3: HTTP <laughs> is not secure. You want it to say HTTPS Got it. on it if you're going to be putting information in it.
0: We'll return to Let's Talk Cuyahoga in a moment. Ashbury Senior Computer Community Center has a mission to bridge the digital divide. Located in the heart of Cleveland on Ashbury Road, ASC3 is a digital literacy and technology training center with free computer classes and positive intergenerational initiatives that empower residents to learn and thrive. Find out more at CuyahogaCounty.us podcast. Now back to Let's Talk Cuyahoga. Here's County Executive Armand Butish.
1: Wanda, what is the barriers that you see for seniors getting on the internet?
2: The barriers uh, consistently continue to, to really be the same. So having the right connectivity, the right ISP service, Internet service provider, and, and having it at a good quality service, but at a cost that's affordable. You know, one of the things we saw in the past that a senior maybe get connected with a ISP only to have it for three months because it was a di- discounted service, and then uh, once the discount was gone, then they're no longer connected. That's one of the barriers. The other barrier is security, just as you were just speaking with Catherine about, you know, am I secure? Can I make a purchase, you know? Can I uh, visit with my doctor without all of my information being shown? So they have those barriers and, and that fear of that somebody may find all my information and then in one day everything is gone. So I think our job is continuously had to be to take that fear away, let them know what is secure, what security is. Let them know what to look for when they're looking, thinking on a website, you know, how to identify if it's secure. Not only are we looking for the HTTPS, but we're also looking for that lock and understanding that next to that lock it may be a little arrow or something that will let me know where that c- security s- certificate is. And so we teach them about that so they understand I mean, it's actually
1: it. a little picture of a lock? Yes. Right on there. Right on there. Alright. Um, isn't everybody already connected to the internet? I mean, don't doesn't everybody have a t- telephone that's connected to the internet?
2: I would say, I wouldn't say everybody, you know, but I would say a good percentage are, of our residents do have cell phones that can connect. But is it a quality co- connection? You know, is that connection where they can utilize it for their health appointment? Can they look for a job? Can a student participate in school? So that cellular connection may get you there, but it may not allow you to do the things that are valuable to you. So we need more. Yeah, they need more. Yeah,
3: and and to add on to that a little Mm -hmm. bit, you know, we do have, unfortunately, in Cuyahoga County, one of the the least connected communities. So Mm -hmm. about 20% of our residents don't have internet access in the home. And that includes a cell phone. Yeah, that includes a cell phone. Um, and and it's not spread equally. It's not just in um, across the county, but it really can be concentrated where we'll have neighborhoods where 40 or 50% of residents don't have internet access in the home. And then even those that have cell phone, I think uh, the latest data showed about 10% had um, no smartphone at all even. So we still have a portion that don't. And then the other question is, even if you have a smartphone, do you have a data plan every month? It may be a month-to-month service where if you can't afford it that month, you don't have it. So even though people have smartphones and they may have that, if they don't have a data plan, they can only connect on, say, a public Wi-Fi. And then as Wanda was talking about, you know, smartphones are great and they continue to do more and more. It can still be really, really hard if you want to build a resume on a smartphone. That's not really going to work uh, for you. So if you're applying for jobs, that can still be really hard to do on a smartphone.
0: We'll return to Let's Talk Cuyahoga in a moment. The Greater Cleveland Digital Help Center is clevelandnavigators.org. It's a site that offers access to the online world with connections to affordable internet service, free training, support, discounted devices, and other resources. The phone number's 216-307-6990. Find out more at CuyahogaCounty.us slash podcast.
1: What's the county doing to help people get connected?
3: Yeah, so the county's been doing a lot of things. You know, we've we've really been talking and working on this, and, and you know this, you've been supportive of it, uh, for, for many years, and we've been working on it. Um, But we've only, I think, increased and expanded our work in the last few years. So we have been working with a number of partners, um, including starting in 2019 with Digital C. Uh, We help them. They're a local nonprofit that is building a community ISP, and we help them connect one of their first neighborhoods, the Fairfax neighborhood in Cleveland, um, by helping them access our juvenile justice center. And then uh, we have gone from then during the... What does that mean
1: helping us, helping access the juvenile? They don't want to go into the juvenile. Sorry, the no, <laughs>
3: sorry. They're, they have an antenna on our rooftop that they use to uh, provide internet access uh, to I the see. community. Okay. Um, you, you talk about this enough, you just kind of shortcut some of those things <laughs> <Yeah>. sometimes. <laughs> um, And we did a lot during the pandemic, right? So we had the pandemic happen and partnering with the Cleveland Foundation to create the Digital Equity Fund uh, was $5 million, where we provided 5,000 hotspots and up to 10,000 computers to families in need uh, with students that needed to get on the internet. Uh, So that's been a really important thing. Um, And then we're going forward on a big contract, (laughs) And that's really going to be a $20 million investment in the community for broadband. So we're going to work with another local nonprofit, PCs for People. They, um, we're going to introduce this to council. And it's pending council approval. But they actually uh, are also creating a, a Internet service provider that will be able to provide high-speed Internet at $15 a month. Uh, for families, and we're going to be in uh, a lot of the inner-ring suburbs with this. Um, the city of Cleveland is also very um, keen on solving the digital divide, and they're going to work in the city of Cleveland. So we're going to focus on those communities outside of the city of Cleveland that still have large percentages unconnected, um, and we're hope that will be able to give people that fifteen dollars a month access. And if they're um, below two hundred percent of the federal poverty line, they'll also be able to uh, get the Affordable Connectivity Program, and that's a $30 a month subsidy, so that would actually make the Internet free for them. Uh, through this. I
1: heard Mayor Bibb speak at the State of the City, and he made it very clear that connecting people is a high priority for him and his administration. So I have no doubt that people in the city of Cleveland will be connected soon. Mm-hmm. So we're the counties working on the suburb piece to make sure that everybody can get on.
3: Yes, because a lot of our inner ring suburbs have some of the same challenges as the city of Cleveland as well.
1: Now, you mentioned PCs for People and Digital C. Uh, Those are probably companies that most people haven't heard about. Uh, What about places like Spectrum or AT&T or T-Mobile? Don't they provide Internet also?
3: They absolutely do. And, And what we're doing here is trying to provide options to people. Um, so AT&T and, and Spectrum, and they also have affordable programs, but for a lot of reasons that may not be an option for folks. Sometimes they may have a unpaid bill previously, they can't, they can't access that, or there can be a lot of reasons. So what we're trying to do is say, here's one other option that's affordable for folks and that works. But if somebody wants to use Spectrum's plans or AT&T's, we are certainly very supportive of that and want to continue to
2: let everybody have choices.
1: Wanda, what's Ashbury doing to help people get connected to the Internet?
2: Uh, We continue to do exactly uh, what Catherine said. We have um, uh, programs in our entering suburbs as well as in the city of Cleveland and across the county. Uh, Our job is to uh, inform uh, individuals what's available for them, be it AT&T, Spectrum, WOW, uh, digital C or PCs for people. So we do the educational piece, that digital literacy piece that uh, folks need to understand what they can do, what they what they can afford, and how they can get connected. Because we know that all of these organizations are not everywhere. So where you may have access to AT&T, high fiber, you know, and, and like just we just received in our area uh, with AT&T, you may have that, but then across the street you may not. So that's where digital C and PCs for people will come in. So our job is, is mainly to make sure that people know what's available and we teach them how to access it.
1: All right. So there's different pieces of this. So yes. first is you have to have the service available, Yes. whether it be well, any of those companies. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also have to have a computer or a f- smartphone. Device, yes. And how do you find people who are coming into you do they have computers do they have smartphones and if they don't what do you suggest
2: yeah one of the things that we've done pretty successfully through the county and and all the other organizations is to help people know where connectivity is and we also have helped them know where devices are We have two robust refurbishing companies right here in Cleveland that assist our folks with obtaining devices, and and, uh, they're doing a very good job, PCs for People and also RET3. Uh, uh, But now when they come to us, we have the opportunity, again, that's where we educate them on what's available, where where are devices that are affordable for them, and that means high-quality devices, not devices that are being thrown away. So we want them to have what we're teaching them So you can help
1: them get those devices. Yes. And and then you mentioned a very important piece, which I find is probably the most difficult, is knowing how... Well, let's say you got the service and you've got a computer or a smartphone, but even now, even though I've been working on the Internet for years, I still have to call my grandson to figure out what I'm doing. So tell me what... Uh, how you help people if they don't have grandchildren to help them learn <laughs> how to use this stuff.
2: Yeah, that's our passion and that's what we've done for the last 20 years. And in small group classes we bring seniors in and mature adults and even some youth and we bring them into our classroom and we teach them basic digital literacy skills. We peak their you know, their curiosity on how much they want to learn. But we give them the tools they need to to move successfully and navigate through the internet and to use devices that are meaningful for them. Because our goal is to assist the senior, the, the child, the parent to use technology for their own self-empowerment, not just what we want to teach. So when you come into us, we say, What do you
0: want to learn? We'll return to Let's Talk Cuyahoga in a moment. PCs for People recycles business electronics and provides refurbished technology to low-income households and nonprofits. Their work allows everyone to benefit from the life-changing impact of computers and mobile internet. It's all about digital inclusion. Find out more at CuyahogaCounty.us slash podcast. Now back to Let's Talk Cuyahoga. Here's County Executive Armand Butish.
1: So, Catherine... Is the county doing anything to provide that training or assistance for people?
3: Yes. So, as part of the the twenty million dollar investment we talked about, is also going to be supporting some, um, uh, bringing forward some contracts to support some uh, groups, nonprofits to do more training, and then in additionally, there's this um, program, and one of them is in Wanda's uh, at ASC three called the the Digital Navigators. And what this is, is a program that will help people connect to a lot of resources that are already out there. So, and, and you know, I'll, I'll give Wanda a little credit. I think, again, in 2020, March 2020, she said, we know we're going to need people who need help. And she yeah. set up their own sort of phone line to help people that where they could call, and they would help them get signed up for the various programs. Um, and I think that's blossomed out. There's uh, seven different agencies yes. that now have a navigator, and there's a, a website or a phone number you can call. And they help find what's right for you and what you need. So if you just need Internet access, they can help with that. If you need a computer and training, they can do that as well.
0: right.
1: So that's excellent. I mean, really helpful. What do I do if I'm on the Internet, I was able to turn it on, I'm able to get into it, and, you know, I'm going along and then something happens. The thing freezes or I get that little round circle that keeps going around or uh, or it just shuts off or, you know, something bad. Is there any way, is there emergency services available anywhere? I mean, right again, right now I have to call a family member to get help. But, you know, a lot of people don't have that. So what do you do?
2: Well, that's where the digital navigators that Catherine just talked about. That's one of their responsibilities. So when they get that call from you and then you're stuck right in that particular place, they try and walk you through becoming unstuck <laughs> so that you can continue and move forward.
1: Is that 24-7?
2: We're not 24-7 yet. We'd love to be, but, of course, funding needs to you know, be much greater than what it is now. Uh, the digital navigator is only seven months young. And so we're in a in the process of growing. So right now we're available from uh ten in the morning until six in the evening. And that's Monday through uh Monday through Friday and then on Saturdays eleven to three. Great. And then as we continue to grow, then the hours will increase.
1: Great. And Catherine, you mentioned this new exciting twenty million dollar program that you're working on <laughs> that I can attest to our listeners. Catherine works on it. All the time, but uh, uh, how are people to sign up? How do people get get into it?
3: Yeah, so we will have connect uh, information on that once it's up. So once it's hopefully passed by council, uh, then we will have a schedule. It's gonna it's gonna take a little bit of time to roll it out. It's not an immediate thing. Um, so we will go live with our first sort of community six months from there. So we'll have that information, but in the meantime, the digital navigators uh, information is is a great That's resource great. Yes. it's a number that goes out to everybody um, i think we'll uh, yes. share that and then we will also have um that that people can do they can call right now and that that information once our communities are going live will be available with the digital navigators
1: <laughs> great well and at yes. the end of this podcast we'll provide that phone number
2: yes we will can we
1: okay very good
2: yeah. from memory is 216-307-6990 See, she always knows. Wow, (laughs) I didn't even have to wait. Okay. All right. Well, Well,
1: I I really appreciate you've provided a lot of great information. I appreciate your coming in and sharing that with our listeners. And, uh, uh, you know, it's really going to make a difference, I believe, to this community to be, go from one of the least connected, connected. one of the worst connected uh, communities in the country to one of the best. So thank you both for all the work you're doing.
2: Yeah, thank you for thank inviting you. us.
3: And we appreciate it. And for your support of our digital inclusion efforts. <laughs> yes, <welcome>. most
0: importantly. <laughs> you can find out more about our work to enhance digital connection by visiting CuyahogaCounty.us slash podcast. Let's Talk Cuyahoga is a podcast that explores Cuyahoga County initiatives and the people who make them happen. It's produced by the Cuyahoga County Multimedia and Communications Teams. Please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you won't miss our next episode. If you have any comments or questions about this podcast or maybe a topic you'd like us to take on in a future episode, please email communications at CuyahogaCounty.us. Let's Talk Cuyahoga!